Who needs driverless cars when you can finally order Girl Scout cookies online? This is a tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joining you from Alexandria, Virginia at Fool Headquarters, joined by the one and only Simon Erickson. How are you today, Simon? Sean, I'm doing fantastic, but I've got to say, it seems every time we do the show together, it's sub-zero temperatures outside. I don't know. We need to basically, it was nice two days ago. We really should try to, I don't know, move things around just so we have something new to talk about. We are not in cahoots with the weather with the weatherman. No, we're not. Okay, just making sure. Um, and uh, so just so everybody knows, you can finally, for the first time in, oh, I don't know, 50, 60 years, order Girl Scout cookies online. You no longer have to wait for a random Girl Scout to come to your door and offer you overpriced Thin Mints. So that's a big deal. Which ties in with our topic today, correct? It does, very much. Uh, if you're just joining us, it is the tech edition of Industry Focus. And today, Simon and I are going to be making our number one picks to take advantage of the secular trend that is the Internet of everything. Uh, so Simon, since you are my guest, why don't you share with our listeners what your favorite stock pick is for the Internet of Things? Well, Sean, unfortunately, first of all, the Girl Scouts is not a publicly traded company, so I'm going to have to decline to make that I would have bought pick. shares in them a long Indeed, time ago, because yeah. they've Go- got a monopoly on those thin men. Selling online now, what a brilliant idea. I mean, side of the times, I suppose. It, it, it's almost like they want to sell cookies more than once a year. Indeed, I, I indeed. Uh, <laughs> You know, we've talked a lot about the Internet of Things, you know, about just a a bazillion technical term there, gadgets being connected wirelessly and transmitting data uh, to be interpreted by companies. And, you know, the company that that I'd like to throw out there that I think that that investors should be keeping an eye on is actually called CalAMP, ticker is C-A-M-P. Now, this isn't the first time I've heard you talk about this company. Um, They're not a huge company. As I understand it, their market cap's just under a billion dollars. What are they doing that you like? What's the cool stuff they're working on right now? Yeah, so just like you said, Sean, you know, this is a this is a market cap under seven hundred million dollars, so still a very small cap company. This is kind of a swing for the fences, so I would never I would never recommend anybody puts a hundred percent of I'm your money on all this. of my four oh one K in this one company. Don't do that. Full disclosure <laughs> I'm not doing that. But uh, you know, th- this is a, a company that I think is 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 still small, but is really got some big ambitions for the Internet of Things and is really looking at ways to bring value to their customers. And I've got two examples I'd like to share of kind of how they're doing that, what I mean by when I say that. Um, they make telematic devices, which are just gizmos that collect data from a variety of different things and then transmit that to an application to interpret it. And the first application that they've really started using uh, is to use these telematic devices and routers with Caterpillar for heavy equipment. Uh, Caterpillar is, is in a testing mode right now of using Calamp's devices to monitor the performance of, of bulldozers and heavy equipment, you know, machinery kind of stuff, so they don't break. You're, you're able to collect data and see, okay, this is what the machine is looking like right now. Instead of just replacing a part that breaks or a machine that's got downtime, you're now actually to predictively expect that failure, replace things in, in advance, and actually improve the efficiency of your operation. So that's the first thing that I really like that they're doing. The, the second thing is uh, an even bigger potential program called Usage-Based Insurance. UBI is what I'll call it for short. But, you know, first of all, a shout-out for all of our listeners that are listening to this podcast in their car. But CalAMP is providing the, uh, ins- those in- insurers for, for auto insurance the voluntary program for their drivers to actually install these devices to monitor how you're driving. Yeah, like Progressive's got that thing you can plug into the car and it gives you, I don't know, 20, 30% discounts, so... And that's kind of a win-win situation, we think. You know, as a driver, you know, I, I maybe I always think I'm a good driver, but I can't fool the machine. 
but I'm getting a lower premium if I have this installed. If I show that I'm a safer driver, that's good for the insurer too because I'm going to be causing less wrecks. And then overall, safety is improved for all the drivers that use this program. So I think that's a a pretty neat program that's small today, but could have big implications in the future. So uh, as I understand it, one of the big things that you as a rule breakers analyst looks for, and this is obviously, you know, you said it's a swing for the fences kind of a play. It's not, you know, put your whole portfolio in it. But what would you say the potential market opportunity is for a company like CalAMP? So uh, the bigger picture is, you know, it's great to have these devices out there, but really, I think the, the currency in the Internet of Things is the data. The companies that have more data are more valuable. And Calamp knows that, too. So they've got actually an application enablement platform, too. This is basically for softwares to develop new programs that collect all of this data, and then they run it over um, Calamp's Colt platform. What that means is that Calamp is getting a larger and larger portion of their revenue in recurring sources, higher margin, recurring over this, this kind of platform from developers. And they've now got about half a million unique software application subscriptions I think that's the key for the Internet of Things is companies that are not only got the devices that are bringing value out there, but are capturing that data and getting that recurring revenue. So that's what I think the bigger picture is. For sure. Okay. Very good. Okay. Now, Sean, you also have maybe the uh, the yin to the yang here. A much larger company, Cisco is your pick. Yeah, I went big. Um and I'm fully aware that Cisco is kind of uh, you know kind of around after the fall, uh, previous tech bubble and everything 90s 2000 and all that stuff but um they are in the midst of a pretty big transformation such that the CEO uh, John Chambers just came out in their uh, latest quarterly conference call and did not mince words in saying that Cisco's future is in cloud computing and the internet of things um it's obviously a 150 billion dollar market cap company so this isn't going to be a uh, uh, 20 bag or anything like that in the near future. But um, they have this is really exciting because you've got the, uh, you know, like Google and their Nest, you know, trying to help with smart homes. And you've got uh, NVIDIA basically making uh, predictive technologies and computers to put in cars for driverless cars and everything. Cisco has a foothold in smart, not homes, not smart cars, but smart cities. They at present have partnerships with over 80 cities all around the world. Um, they just signed a deal with Santiago, Chile. And uh, they're also in Barcelona, Spain, Hamburg, Germany, Kansas City, Missouri, here stateside. And they're basically trying to make a smarter city. Um, you know, what I was thinking about when you were talking about, you know, getting data from, you know, caterpillar machines and machinery and everything is basically what the Internet of Things is about is getting more data in order to be smarter about what we're doing. Um, Cisco's goal in partnering with these cities to make smarter cities is to get more data and be more efficient with the usage of everything that a, you know, a city of a couple million people uses. Um, it's estimated that if we were smarter about our consumption within you know, any of these cities, you know, Kansas City, Barcelona, anywhere, um, they can save about 20% on energy, reduce water consumption by a whopping 50%, and this is my favorite point, decreased traffic by 30%, because I live in Washington, D.C., and I hate driving here. Indeed. Um, and it's it's basically just about being smarter and gathering the data, because once you have enough data, you can kind of figure out what they should be doing with traffic flows or water consumption or anything else. That's kind of amazing when your customer is a city with millions of people right. in it. Oh, you've got a customer that's a couple of houses, or you're installing slower panels on home? No, we have a city. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good pick as well. No, it's good stuff. Um, and uh, on a valuation side, you know, I always uh, kind of tease you a little bit. You know, can't have a PE below 100 for anything in the rule breakers. But um, 
also fundamentally, I I feel pretty comfortable with Cisco's value proposition as well. Um, you know, following their latest earnings, they did get you know a pretty decent pop because their latest quarterly earnings that came out this past uh, week or two were awesome. Uh, they're trading, you know, basically at the highest level uh, since before the financial crisis. But it's currently trading. They're expected at about two fourteen a share. There's about forty analysts to cover it, but that's their average. Um, it's trading for about fourteen times this year's estimated earnings. Their fiscal year ends this summer. Um, their balance sheet's got one hundred five billion in assets, liabilities of forty seven, and fifty three billion dollars in cash just lying around that they can invest in all these Internet of Things initiatives. So I don't know. You've got a company that's fourteen times earnings, very very solid financially, and uh, you've got all this upside and uh, this basically this foothold that they have in the Internet of Things and basically helping cities become smarter. I think that's uh, I, I, I don't see things going badly. So, so we've got a stronger Cisco now with an even stronger tailwind behind them. You think for sure? Yeah, okay, very good. Well, thank you for joining me today, Simon. I'm sure that uh, we'll, this will be the first of many talks about the Internet of Things in the coming years because this this. I, I, it's kind of like we're in the first inning or something with this sort of stuff. And I look forward to the snowstorms that follow each one of those stories. Excellent. Yes, very good. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. This is Sean O'Reilly and Simon Erickson. Bull on.